Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. So, we got uh, a lot going on here today. And uh, this being the season and Jesus the reason, we celebrate his birth uh, next Sunday morning. Today we still continue with that season in mind. So, who had a birthday this past week? Anybody have a birthday this past week? No birthdays? How about anniversaries? Anybody have an anniversary this past week? Okay, no birthdays, no anniversaries. Uh, By way of announcements, uh, says the... Front Corner Choir will meet after church today to practice its Christmas special. And uh, Sunday Bible study will not be held this week all the way through January 1st. Same is true of Thursday night Bible study. We had, uh, we had our Bible study this past Thursday. There won't be uh, Thursday night Bible study again until after the first of the year. And, of course... Wayne wants to know, what kind of car did the disciples drive? A Honda. They were all in one accord. <laughs> and they were like sardines. <laughs> ah. And uh, another announcement that we got in the mail is the men's uh, county men's fellowship meeting? Uh, what's the date there, Bob? Monday the ninth. Monday, January ninth, and it's six thirty for supper, seven thirty for the meeting at Austin Christian Church. Freddie, you driving? You going? Don't know. Okay. Well, everybody, get your own way there then. <laughs> uh, also. Uh, I don't know, someone sent a letter from the church to Turning Point Church, and it got returned. Uh, Incorrect address. That was you? Okay. Kevin said the correct address is P.O. Box 141. I wrote it on here. I'll give this to you in a little bit. So you have to repackage it and send it to Box 141 in Scottsburg. I wrote it on there for you. All right. Any other announcements that anybody has to share? Y'all like my hairdo? There is a purpose. Well, that was part of the purpose. <laughs> hey, women change their hairdo all the time. Come on. Why can't I? All right. Okay, we're uh, ready for our opening hymn then, Brother Bob, if you want to lead us in joy to the world, number 194 in the hymn book, 194. Good morning. Can we have just a little bit more volume on here, John? Who? White. The white one. 
It's got white tape on it. Hello, check, yeah. check, one, one, two, three. Bump it up. Slide him up a little bit. Hmm. Okay, we'll talk a little louder then. Is is the is their lights turned on on the PA system? So it's on. Okay. It's all right. We'll sing anyway. Number one ninety four. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth that Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy Repeat, repeat the sounding joy No more let sins and sorrows grow for thorns infest the ground He comes to make His blessings flow For as the curse is found For as the curse is found For as, for as the curse is found He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders and wonders of His love. Amen. Amen. Brother Mitch, will you uh, pray for us, please? Sure. I can do that. Father God, we are so blessed. Lord, you truly are the reason for the season. Lord, we are so grateful that we have the privilege to come before you here in your house, to worship you, to praise you, to give you thanks. Lord, you are always a blessing to us. Help us to be a blessing to you. We pray, Lord, that you will fill our hearts and minds this morning with your love, with your mercy, with your grace, and with your presence. Lord, use this time to glorify yourself. We ask it in Jesus' name. Our Father, who art, who art in, heaven, in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be, be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy, thy will, will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
You may be seated. Let's turn to number uh, 199. It came upon the midnight clear. It came upon the midnight clear That glorious song of old From angels bending near the earth To touch their harps of gold Peace on the earth, goodwill to men From heaven's all gracious world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled, and still their heavenly music floats for all the This will be our, uh, our communion hymn, and uh, well named a communion hymn for Christmas. Gathered round your table on this holy. Bethlehem's stable we rejoice and grieve joy to see you lying in your manger bed weep to see you dying 
in our sinful state. Prince of glory, gracing, heaven ere time began, now for us embracing death as son of man. By your birth so lowly, by your love so true, by your cross most holy, Lord, we worship you. Bethlehem's incarnation, Calvary's bitter cross, brought for us immolation by your pain and loss. Now we fall before you in this holy place. Prostrate we adore you for your gift of grace. With profoundest wonder we your body take. in ranger yonder broken for your sake. Hush in adoration we approach the your oblation freely offered up. Christmas babe so tender land who bore our pain how shall sinners render praises to your name do your own good pleasure in the In your ransom treasure, reign forever here. Brother Mike Higgins has our uh, communion meditation this morning. Kyle, the reading this morning is his favorite song of all. The song, favorite song of all by Phillips, Craig, and Dean is a great worship song. The song was going through my head and it dawned on me how true and biblical these lyrics are. God really does want all of creation to praise him. Isaiah wrote in chapter 55, that the mountains should sing and the trees should clap their hands. And King David wrote in Psalms 98 that he thought the river and seas should join in with the clapping. And if God loves for, loves for mountains and trees and rivers and the seas to give him praise and worship, how much more does he love his love for us to worship him? It's great to come home from work to be greeted by your family and hear them say, Daddy, Daddy, it's glad you're home. 
It's heartwarming to get a hug and hear about a wonder, wonderful things. Sometimes the youngest child, children are hard to understand, but a father generally can sense what his child is trying to communicate and just enjoy the energy, enthusiasm, and affection he receives otherwise. Likewise, God is not just captured by melodies and harmonies that catch his attention or clever lines and praises that causes him to stop and listen. But when, the, when the heart of every believer who's been set free, who recognizes the price paid for freedom, begins to sing that song God most loves to hear. Let us do that, even at the communion bread and cup. Let us worship him together, singing out and telling him how wonderful he is. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, you are so wonderful to each and every one of us. Yes. You hear our needs. You hear our prayers. And dear Lord, as we come here today, remembering that your birth, as you was born there in that manger. And dear Father, let's remember as we take of these emblems this morning, this loaf and this cup, how you died there upon Calvary's cross, died for our sins. And we just want to praise you and give you thanks for everything that you do for each and every one of us. And dear Lord, let's remember your birth this day. Do this in remembrance of you. Yes. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a moment to uh, just think about what God has done for us. Just tell Him thank you. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered gathered in the upper room, Jesus took bread and broke it and blessed it, passed it among them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten... Jesus took it and giving thanks, passed it among them, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology.
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Let's turn to, uh, while we're still up, turn to number 200. Okay, pull it down just a little bit. Number 200, that was a mistake mistake for this week. I forgot to get the page number on there. Uh, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shine the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary. And gathered all of us. mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. No morning stars together proclaim the holy birth, and praises sing to God the King. Did you ever just sit 
look up at the night sky, nice good, sit down too, that's all right too, um, and wonder why. You know? Why did God do what He did, especially for us? Well, I wonder as I wander out under the sky Why Jesus the Savior did come for to die For poor ornery creatures like you and like I I wonder as I wander out under the sky when Mary birthed Jesus, t'was in a cow's stall With wise men and farmers and shepherds and all And high from God's heaven a star's light did fall And the promise of the ages it then did recall if Jesus had wanted for any wee thing A star in the sky or the birds on the wing Or all of God's angels in heaven for to sing I wonder as I wonder Cause he was the king Yes, I wonder as I wonder Out under the sky why Jesus the Savior did come for to die For poor ornery creatures like you and like I I wonder as I wander Out under the sky All right. Well, I think I'm loud enough without a mic, so I think we'll be all right. You guys like my new haircut? <laughs> There's a reason for it. All right. Well, whether we have a PA system or not, God is good. All the time. Yeah, the devil likes to get into things sometimes, and and uh, make it a challenge and difficult, but you know what? In the end, we know who wins. <laughs> All right, so as we continue on in the book of uh, Mark this morning, uh, we are uh, ready for uh, verses 22 through 26, the healing of a blind man at Bethsaida. So we'll pick up there at verse 22. They came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside. Wait a minute. Didn't we cover this last week? Yes. Yeah. So I think we got the wrong scripture. Let's move on to uh, the next segment here. Uh, Peter says Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. 
On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Thank you for standing for the word of God. You may be seated. So, here we have a question. And it's a very important question. But let's put it this way. How do you know who a person is? Is it by their hairdo? Is that what makes a person who they are? Their hair? How about their eye color? Is that what makes a person who they are? How about their skin color? Is that what makes a person who they are? How do we really know who is who and what is what? Is it the name? I'm not a Trump or a Soros, but I have a name. How do we know who a person is? The right way to know a person is through their heart, through their actions. Our outward actions always show what's in our heart. And if it's consistent, we know it's true. Does that mean that people never have an off day? No, it does not. We all have bad days. But these men were walking with the very Son of God. And he asked them, Who do others say that I am? And they told him, what they had heard during that day. You're John the Baptist. You remember uh, the king thought that John the Baptist had resurrected to get him because he had him beheaded. But was he John the Baptist? Nope, he's not. Some thought he was a prophet, one of the prophets of old. Well, I can understand why they would think that. I mean, he did things that some of the prophets of old did. Raised people from the dead, he healed. He told new things. But was he a prophet of old? No, he was not. So there was all kinds of opinions about who Jesus was. And so he asked them, Okay, now you've told me what others think. Now who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Peter, of course, being the one who always jumps up first and answers, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. That was a correct answer. However, Peter and the disciples didn't really understand all that that meant at that time. You know, we can be right about something partially and still not know all the details. That was the thing here. You know, I'm sure all of you had thoughts this morning about why is he wearing a wig? And it was for the purpose of this message. (laughs) To make a point. We're not just what we look like. We are who we are because of how we live because of the actions we take. You know, I'm so offended by people saying that America is systemically 
racist. <laughs> that, that, that is offensive to me. I'm sorry. Because we're not. As Christians especially. We love everybody. <laughs> and the only way that I judge people is by their actions. By the way they live. If you treat other people well and you live a life that is trying to please God, you and me are going to get along just fine. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what kind of hairdo you wear. We're going to be fine because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. When we all strive to serve and please the Lord, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't care what denomination you go to. It's beside the point. We're all going to live together in heaven. We might as well try to get along a little bit here, right? <laughs> I don't think there'll be any fighting in heaven. And I don't think it's going to be divided up into sections about, you know, uh, well, let's have the Baptist over here, Methodist over <laughs> No. In heaven, it says there's one big table that we all sit around together. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that. You know, I think of the food that I've had that's very good here, and it's going to be nothing compared to the feast we have in heaven with our Lord and Savior. But this is a very, very significant, very important question. Actually, one of the most important questions of all. Who do you say that Jesus is? Is he just a good man? that did good things? Was he just a good teacher that was able to make points? Was he a good politician? Somebody told me once he was a really good politician. It's like, what? <laughs> that was a new one for me. They said, yeah, he, he was very political. He, he motivated people. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, I guess in a sense, they had a point. But is that all that he is? See, that's where the determination comes in because I would say those things could be true. All of those could be true. But there's so much more. Why? Because he wasn't just a man. He was God in the flesh. The very Son of God. The things that he did were not ordinary, regular, everyday things. Wherever he went, it says people were amazed at his teaching. People were amazed that he was able to cast out demons just by speaking to them. People were amazed that he could heal people the way that he did. There was a lot that was unusual about this man named Jesus. And people looked to him and thought, wow, who is he? Could he be the Messiah? Nah. Couldn't be the Messiah, could he? One of the challenges they had was because even though the people may begin to see Christ for who he really was, when they began to open up their hearts and their minds to receive the idea that he is the coming Messiah, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, they began to open up to that concept and then their leaders, their religious leaders said, no, he's not. No, he's not. Can you imagine how much that must have crushed their spirits? 
Here they are thinking they had the Messiah, thinking that they have received the long-awaited Messiah, and then their very religious leaders tell them, no, he's not. I want to tell you folks right now that that same thing is happening in our world today. Because there are denominations who have approved teaching that the things that the very word of God says is not true. It's not accurate to say that homosexuality is a sin. You can't do that. It's not right to say that this transgenderism is wrong. You can't do that. It's been a law passed by men. That's what some denominations are teaching. And i, I got news for you, folks. They don't serve the same God that we serve. They don't know the same Jesus that we know. And they don't obviously read the same word of God that we read. Because my Bible is very clear on those issues. There are some issues in the Bible that it doesn't speak very clearly about. And I could understand if people get mixed up over those things and, and wonder about those things. And perhaps it's meant for us to think some for ourselves and to pray and ask God to lead us through some of those things. But it's never the part of the scripture, it seems like, that is obscure that people get hung up over. It's the part where it's very plain. They just want to argue about it. That's called rebellion. You know that? When, when your mom told you to clean your room and you said no, or you said okay and then you didn't, that's rebellion, right? What did Satan do? He is the great rebellion. He rebelled against the word of God, against the authority of God. He said, no, I don't have to do what you say. I want you to do what I say. But Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the one who will be our judge on that day. And he will judge us according to what he said in his word and what we did with that. How much time do we actually spend to learn what his word says so that we know that we're doing what he wants? How much time do we spend in prayer asking him to guide us and to explain to us so that we are honoring him with his word? Because folks, when we stand before him on that day, those are the questions that we're going to be answering. Do you remember the opportunity I gave you? Yeah. What'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. It doesn't mean we're not going to get into heaven. But I think that's going to be a very uncomfortable moment. But the first and foremost thing is, is who is the man? Jesus. Is he the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one? Is he the one that was sent to be our deliverer, to be our savior? The answer to that is yes. But if you don't have the proper view of who God is, if you don't have the proper view of who Jesus is, you're not going to live in a way that we should. It is hard 
to do the things that someone has asked us to do if they have never made it clear what they asked. Or if they asked us and we didn't understand and then we didn't try to find out what they meant by that. You see, it's, it's given to us. The Savior's been given to us. His word has been given to us. But it is up to us to seek out what it says and then to apply it to our lives. That is what the essence of it is. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. If we don't know what those commands are, because we never spend any time digging in the word of God to learn, and we never spent time in prayer asking for help, and we don't go to Bible studies or anything else, how are we going to know what his commands are? How are we going to know that we are living up to his expectations if we don't know what they are? You see, it's very important that we understand who he is because who he is determines what. He is, and what he is determines what he expects from us. You see, if you join a gang and you follow a thug, your goal is to become a thug, just like the one you're following. You look up to this OG, this old gangster. You want to be just like him. You want to be able to kill as many people as he killed and destroy as much stuff as he destroyed and and, and, and then ultimately become the game leader, just like he did. Unfortunately, there are a lot of kids in this world that get caught up in that. Because they don't know who Jesus is. You see, when we know truly who Jesus is, when we have been touched by God's love, by His mercy, by His grace, when we have experienced that, when we have been in a a context to where we felt his presence and we felt his love and we knew that we were sinners and that he was holy and righteous and I'm not. When we get into that experience, we know we need Jesus. We know that he is the only way for us to be saved. We understand that he is the answer to my problem. Without him, I'm headed to hell, but with him, I can avoid hell and spend eternity in heaven with him and with my father forever. So, when we get to know Jesus, then, like the young man who, by mistake, joins a gang and admires and looks up to the OG, our goal should be to look up to our big brother Jesus and to become as much like him as we possibly can. Amen? is the goal of every Christian. And the only way you're going to do that is to read his word because he is revealed to us through his word. If we don't get into the word, we won't get the word into us. Amen. So, I have a challenge for Christmas and for the new year. 
I'm going to ask everyone here to make a commitment for this coming year to read the Bible. Just read through the Bible once this year. Some years I've been through the Bible seven times, aside from my studies. Most usually it's three or four times. This year, I've been through the Bible three times. It's not hard, folks. It's not hard. You know, the devil wants to convince us that we don't have time for that. The devil wants to convince us that it's boring, you don't understand. Well, guess what? You never will if you don't read it. And you know, I don't know about you, but I can remember when my kids were little. And you buy them something that says, uh, assemb some assembly required. <laughs> Usually that means you're going to be up all night. You, you know, and if you're like me, your first thing you did is you made the mistake of not reading the instructions first. <laughs> Just start putting it together, and then you think, Huh, what's this piece? And then you go look and then you find out that was the second piece you were supposed to put in place and you have to disassemble the whole thing. Start over again. But we did it. Why? Because we love our children. Why do we read his word? Because we love him. And because he loves us. I challenge you. This year, read through the Bible from front back, cover to cover. If you just read a few chapters a day, four chapters a day will get you through the Bible in a year. 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour. I mean, come on folks, a tithe of our time is 2.4 hours a day. If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 188. Oh, come all you faithful. Let's stand. Oh, come, let us adore you.
may be seated. Uh, Bob, yes. Miss Kathy has something she wanted to do, if you don't mind, for just a second. Okay. Miss Polly, come up. Polly, that's from I started thinking about it, and I thought of all the people in this church. This woman is always driving kids around in buses and taking off her weekend to go do cheerleading. And now there's a new project that she's put herself and her heart and her guts in. And I don't even know it because we haven't had the open house for it yet. So tell everybody what it is so they know again. Okay. Since April of this year, uh, Austin, Indiana has a refuge Back in the day, they called it a foster home. Two, three o'clock in the morning, they have no place to pick these kids up, to take them to. So, Linda, Paul, and myself has donated our time, and we've been working there. And it's not open yet because we're still waiting on permits. So, they're housing, they can house um, up to 10 kids. Wow. Each kid has their own bedroom. Bathrooms, they have community groups, and Grace Covenant Church is the start of it. So they're going to need some volunteers. I was going to ask, what was that going There was an ad or something in the paper about parents, teachers? Yeah, it's, it's, they need people around the clock. Our one teacher from Scottsburg High School, Cameron DeFries, has retired. She is their financial HR girl. Uh, there's, there's several people uh, that's on the board, Dr. Slayton, um, Chris Rout, several that we, we all know. But it's just been a blessing. Amen. So they don't only just take care of our little people. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you. You have to open up. The wonder of Christmas is children. Amen. Amen. Any other special awards? Anything else, Brother Mitch? Uh, oh yeah, we won't have uh, we won't have Bible study next Sunday morning, so just church for Christmas. Okay, Jim. Are we taking up an offering for the wedding today? Uh, I think uh, 